0: so gunner how are you doing
1: i'm all right i'm all right uh this was uh soren's first week back in school okay after back the, after the summer ignoring the and uh yeah. uh that, that school was run by a bunch of monsters Here's, oh, here's
0: nice, why. nice monsters or no,
1: no literal, literal terrifying monsters. Here's why. Okay, they uh, they say, "Oh, well, it was your first week back uh, at school." So for these kids, uh, we're only going to do half days for the first week.
0: Mm, to ease them in, I presumably yeah, it's well yeah,
1: it ease. I mean, good for them maybe. Uh, horrific for the parents, right? Like right. now you gotta now you gotta suddenly secure half, half day. Uh, half day childcare, right? Yeah uh, for the whole week, which is uh not often easy. So anyway, uh I'm all bent out of shape about that. But uh mm. anyway, how was your uh how's your week?
0: Well speaking of school um tomorrow I'm leaving for Rochester with Lauren and my wife and, and we're taking my daughter up to her second year of college. So um the summer's just blown blown by. Uh, That is amazing.
1: That is amazing. You know, my father is from Rochester. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but uh, I have a theory about Rochester. Yeah. Is that everyone is three steps from Rochester. A little bit like the Kevin Bacon game. Right. Right. Nobody is any more than three steps away from Rochester. Everybody's got a Rochester connection. I don't know Hmm. why. I don't know why. That's
0: true. I got one now. Yeah.
1: See, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so you do you have any iOS devices?
0: No, okay. no. I I had the iPhone 3G back in the day and enjoyed it, and uh, went over to Android and never looked back.
1: Yeah. So they. Uh, uh, so I'm I'm, uh, I'm enjoying the uh, iOS 12 beta right now, and okay, uh, one of the big features on this beta is a it will account for the amount of time you spend in particular kinds of apps, right? So Mm. measuring the amount of time you're in productivity amount of time in social media, you get the idea. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's nice that that's kind of integrated into the platform. Um, there's certainly, certainly I was curious if I would find value in it. I think kind of interesting in a superficial kind of a way, but like, would it actually influence my behavior? Um, and, uh, I'm here to report that, uh, it influenced my behavior
0: um well i would think so because you you was it rescue time is what you're using yeah
1: that's right yeah that's right so now now it's imagine it's a it's a rescue time but also a rescue time that has visibility across all of the devices and kind of aggregates it all into into one okay. thing like in
0: that is that the desktop as well or or is it only the uh, like your tablet and phone
1: uh at the moment it's only iOS. Uh okay. presumably on the next Mac OS update it will include that as well. I I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. But um uh even just keeping track of the tablet time and the and the iPhone time, totally fascinating. Um and uh while I'm playing with this, uh I also decided to exercise a little bit of control over the amount of Twitter I was consuming. Um mm-hmm. and sure enough, I must have recovered six hours a week or something like that. Um, wow! Of just like screwing around on Twitter, and it's not like I sat down for an hour and went through Twitter, right? It's like <laughs> an argue
0: with people, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it was just you know, oh, I'm on an elevator, I'll see what's going on on Twitter, and oh, I'll I'm walking the dog, and the dogs, you know, the dog's sniffing at something, I'll check and see what's on Twitter. Um, it was it was in all these kind of uh, kind of stolen moments with Twitter mm-hmm. uh, is what was eliminated, and it added up to like a meaningful amount of time.
0: Yeah, well, and and to me, it's like. I think too, like if you think about it from a mindfulness standpoint, mm-hmm. you're you're not in the moment when you're like that's right with your nose in Twitter, right? Yeah. You're not like enjoying the smell of the elevator or whatever, you know. <laughs> um yes. cause
1: that's what people do. That's right. Know, the well, mindfulness yeah, well, sure. yeah. 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 There's a lot to there's a lot to enjoy in that elevator. Um No, you're right. And in fact, uh that is it it was the the shock of the shock of not being able to go after, the, the, go after Twitter on my phone, right? It was reaching for it and having it not be there kind of jerked me out of the, the habit and said, oh, wait a minute. I should be doing something else. I shouldn't be checking Twitter right now. Um, so you didn't uninstall Twitter
0: off your phone. It's just you were just mentally conscious of like, wow, that's not a good use of my time.
1: Yeah, well, I, I did uninstall. I did. I had in the past uninstalled Twitter, but I found myself gravitating toward the browser interface, <laughs> which, right, yes. which I'm not proud it of. Didn't but... fix much, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Um, it just made the whole thing slower. Um, yeah. And then I, so I actually logged out of Twitter on these on these accounts in the in the browser, and so you know there would have to be a multi-step process of like me logging in with the two FA and everything to actually get at Twitter. So that was enough of a. Uh, that was enough of a barrier in place for me uh, where I could start managing my own behavior. But, you know, reaching for the Chrome, not having the Twitter tab open, and then yeah. realizing, oh, wait, I'm not supposed to be doing this anyway. Uh, what is everything? What is like, oh, where am I? What, what, what is that sound I'm hearing? Like, what is this animal attached to this leash I'm holding? You know, um, asking kind of, asking questions about, uh, uh, well, mindfulness. It's It's really just being more mindful. So, yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah. And, well, have you looked in, like, on with uh like in your google account in terms of like how much they know about you like if your activity and all that
1: i have looked at that it's google.com slash activity i think right? my activity i'll throw
0: a link in there but it's to me it's horrifying as far as like oh you spent this much time in uh you know
1: whatever and you clicked mm-hmm. here and you know mm-hmm. it's it's
0: like a ton of information they have.
1: Yes. Yes, that's, that's true. I think I, I think I looked at it several months ago. Maybe the last time we spoke about it, I looked at it. Um, yeah. and since then I have not revisited, uh, because I am, I, I don't need to feel one way or another about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know. Well, yeah, at
0: least they're upfront about it, about it. Right. Yes. Um, but it's, right. it's a
1: lot. It is a lot. And then they, do, and they do allow you control over what they retain. Right. So that, so that part's nice. um,
0: um well yes and no like you could pause your YouTube history and mm-hmm. your uh you could pause your um search history or stuff like that, but mm-hmm. when you do it it cripples your uh experience with um with uh, Google and Android and things like that too so it's kind of painful yes,
1: although you can retroactively go back and delete activity that you that you don't want to remember yes. right so the and and
0: yeah and does it get deleted or does it
1: just Delete it from your view. I could be wrong, but I think per the GDPR, I think that that is actually like a yeah. for real erasing, erasing. I think, I think I'm going to pretend like that. I'm going I'm to pretend like it's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, uh, the other thing I've recently enjoyed, uh, on the weekends, uh, in my spare moments, I'll go back through, uh, Google maps and review my location history. I don't know, you, you may may you may be living a fuller and richer life than I am but um, if, you, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you go back through the location history um, and it's very interesting uh, first of all it's very interesting like how much location history is retaining right um, it knows which shops I went to it knows which stores I went to everything you know all that creepy stuff that you would expect. Um, and you know, like I said, you can go through and edit it and make adjustments. Like if it guessed wrong, you can give it the right shop that you were in and things like that. Uh, but this actually has a benefit in when you're using Google maps. Um, it knows the places where you are most often and that skews results towards places that you frequent. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So that's actually, that has actually been kind of nice. I've actually seen a, a noticeable improvement in uh, Google Maps ability to guess what I'm trying to do. So that's, yes, that's been kind of nice.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Here's the, and for me, it's all about like, oh, there's a new place for chicken wings or something, you know, which is like, tells you there's a problem too, right?
1: I guess. <laughs> that's right. Um and the, uh, well, the other, the other thing I like is that, if, uh, you could, you do a search for something or you're looking at the maps and it will say, um, uh, oh, you know, it'll put a little pin on a shop that you've been to several times yeah. and it will put a little date underneath it. Like you last visited this place on a, on August 7th, which, yes. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how useful that is precisely, but I really like having, it. it's very, I find it very comforting that somebody's keeping track of that. It makes me feel important. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Anyway. Hmm. Uh so that so I guess I'm I guess all of which is to say I'm getting very comfortable with the amount of surveillance in my life.
0: Yeah. Well that's good. You will enjoy the show then.
1: <laughs> What's up? What is, well what is the topic for today's show, Dave? China. That that's it? Yep, that's all. Just China. <laughs> just, the whole country can fit in one episode. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Get, get it all over with in one episode. <laughs> so if you don't like China, just Skip this episode. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, if if folks uh uh if folks want to learn more uh or get links to some of the stuff we're going to talk about today uh or if they need uh um uh, maybe they need a uh, screenshot of uh, how Gunner spent his uh his iOS time last week uh, where should they go?
0: Yeah, they want to go to dgshow.org. dot org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner show dot
1: Nice. And I noticed we have a we have a similarly blunt uh, cutting room floor. List of topics.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's one because you'll never finish watching this.
1: <laughs> well, what is it?
0: Yeah. So um, there is a uh, Twitch. You know what Twitch is, right? It's a uh, YouTube for nerds. Yeah, it's like people you could watch people play video games and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. somebody basically has a uh screencast of a uh I guess it's a DOS machine defragmenting a hard drive forever.
1: Oh, that's very
0: comforting. It just never ends. And it, it also they add sound effects and everything. I I it's supposedly all simulated, but um um you you could watch it for as long as you want.
1: Man, I did a lot of defragging when I was when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And uh I I find that very comforting. It's uh, a yeah. very comforting.
0: Did it make a noticeable difference? Sure. Yeah, sure it did. Yep, everything was in its place.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all the all the little filled in boxes and the little ASCII visual were all up and to the left. They were all packed in very nicely. Yes. Let's yeah. let's let's say that it was. Anyway, I felt better at the end of the process. I'll put it that way. Okay.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. Time well spent. <laughs> All right. So do you have a easy pass or toll tag or, or something like that for your car? Uh,
1: I had, when I lived in the Northeast, I had easy pass Mm -hmm. since then in Texas, uh, you, they can actually use your license plate. They use a little visual markers. Oh, okay. Uh, and and it's the same price. Uh, no price at all. You just, you drive through the, you blithely drive through the the toll thing and uh, they send a bill to your house.
0: Right. But the, but is there, is, is there a price premium for them to look up the license plate number or is it not compared to like an RFID? Uh,
1: not that I'm aware of. Um, I think they do sell like a they call it a Texas pass TX pass, uh, token or Texas toll token something. And I think it is like an RFID or something. Um, and I think that's only if you want the bill to go somewhere else oh okay interesting i think huh. that's okay. true i think that's true but in any case um yeah no i don't use it do you have easy you have easy pass in ohio right
0: oh yeah yeah it's like in all the surrounding states and i i live actually close to the turnpike so i use it quite often like if i'm going to the cleveland airport um but yeah yeah i, I do that um but yeah in china um they're uh Starting to require everybody to have RFID tags attached to their wind uh, windshields to track them, uh, starting on uh, July
1: 1st. Huh. Well, I wonder why. I wonder why they're doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so it was uh, to uh, well, they the officials uh, claim that the move would increase security and potentially reduce congestion.
1: Right, right. Reduce congestion. I wonder how that's wonder how that's possible. I think I thought you were going to say uh, improve social harmony.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I could imagine that it it could be like what is it in London? You know, if you have a certain odd numbers or on mm. certain days mm-hmm. and even numbers or certain days, I could imagine that it would be like maybe there's surge pricing when it's not your day or or things like that to discourage uh, entry with with all the um, smog and air pollution problems they have, right. say like in Beijing and everything. So yeah. it's, I'm yeah. sure it's all
1: about the environment. <laughs> they're very concerned about the environment over there yeah yeah
0: yeah but you know and and but the thing is like i'm reading this and it's like oh all this outrage and everything but it's like i'm thinking that the whole thing though is like how is that any different from easy pass because we've had that for well over a decade and um you know we seem a lot of people seem to be okay with it um yeah but or anything
1: or well not very much different than easy pass and not altogether different than the London regime that you were talking about. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think, well, it's not, it's like we got a, you you got a bad track record, I think in China, I think that's, (laughs) I think that's where the concern comes from, um, is because you don't, you don't, I am not assured that whatever the transportation department is not going to be sharing this information with all the national security apparatus and the, uh, tax, uh, the tax collecting agency and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. I mean, it's the part of the, I think part of the anxiety. Well, okay. So it's two things. First of all, it's that the agencies are so heavily interconnected and you can't rely on these like bureaucratic firewalls, um, Mm -hmm. where, uh, I, I believe that if you want like the easy pass like location data, you actually need a subpoena for that. Um mm-hmm. the Chinese government is not so encumbered, right? Um and then the other thing is uh that the Chinese government is pretty fond of uh throwing people in jail for life, sending them to whatever you know, gulags and and executing them uh for other more or less trivial offenses, right? Or at least mm. would be trivial offenses here. Um, so I think the combination of all those things make people kind of anxious about yet another surveillance uh, vector. That's my.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing though with with Easy Pass though is that you know I, a lot of people would think that well, what's a big deal with Easy Pass? It's only used on like toll roads, and um, actually, Easy Pass is used to. Um, for a lot of things like oh, like uh, detecting traffic uh, congestion and things like that, like mm-hmm. on non-toll roads. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it traces, you know, like you could just get the identifier, um, but then, you know, if something happens, you could take that identifier and then get your warrant to get, you know, who's the owner of that identifier. But there is a, um, I think you can do it with the Raspberry Pi, but there's a an article to a popular, uh, popular science uh Uh, article that shows you how to hack an easy pass to, uh, emit a tone every time you pass, uh, an easy pass beacon that, you know, so it's like you're driving down a random Uh street and all of a sudden it beeps. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And according to the article, and this is like a 2013 article or something, but you know, people were amazed by how often, uh, it, you know, it would just go off.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Um, is, a uh, so now I'm thinking about this in another direction, which is, I, I mean, I just finished telling you about how Google maps is paying very close attention to everywhere that I'm going. Um, and I'm, I, I, I'm obviously my, I'm very comfortable with that. Um, I'm, my revealed comfort with that is, is, is pretty high. And the, this conversation about easy pass is making me anxious and I'm wondering what is the difference there? Like I can see the difference mm-hmm. between China and regular easy pass. And now I'm trying to figure out what is the difference between easy pass and Google maps. Right.
0: And how much of it is like a, a a quote unquote stingray, right. That is Mm -hmm. not run by a government thing. It's just like, you have another raspberry Pi beacon. That's just, like pinging easy passes as they drive down the street to, <laughs> you know, optimize somebody's ad experience, or it's out, outdoor billboards, or you sell it to the data brokers, and then they could possibly correlate it to map to somebody, and and who knows what you could do with it.
1: Right. Right. Well, wasn't there a, wasn't there a? I mean, you don't even need to be in a car for this to be scary. Like uh, keeping track of people's uh, Wi-Fi uh, mm-hmm. addresses and uh, Bluetooth oh, yeah. addresses, right? It's...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and so whether it's like terrestrial of like the Wi-Fi in your house, which Google was like driving around doing Google Maps, collecting the Wi-Fi hotspots, mm-hmm. um, which they got sued about, and then but also you go to a store and it would try to pick up the Mac IDs of your uh, phone, whether it's your Bluetooth or your uh, Mac address for your your Wi-Fi, right? And um, because it it will promiscuously share them with those beacons. And I guess iOS will, they actually do like random Mac addresses, I think from a security perspective to like throw some
1: chaff out there. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's right. Well, so all of this is just getting us closer to minority report, which I think in Mm -hmm. the, in the long arc of these 165 episodes that we've recorded, (laughs) all we're really doing is just plotting the trajectory from here to minority report, right? <laughs> <It's> yes, the... <laughs> Yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, this is just yet another waypoint. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But, um, but yeah, and, you know, the other thing in terms of uh, news in China is that, uh, I guess, um, I remember when we were talking about social credit scores a little while ago. Mm-hmm. yeah sure um yeah so chinese debtors are now uh being shamed on by having their faces put on um uh giant screens on the, the may 1st holiday so this is a little bit a little bit older but um but you know it's like you go past like i i know like in around here like i i go up to cleveland or whatever and they have the digital billboards that are changing all the time and it would have like a you know, somebody that jumped bail, or some crime, violent criminal, or something, be on the lookout for this person. But mm-hmm. now they're doing it with uh, deadbeat borrowers. Yeesh.
1: Yep. Yikes. I wonder what is. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of. Uh, I know in China, they seem to spend a lot of time criminalizing bad financial behavior. Like you know, here you're saying like deadbeat borrowers, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And that used to be the case that in the West we would like throw debtors in prison, right? Like yeah. in, in other words, Debtor like somebody, shield. yeah, mm-hmm. like somebody's debt was a state problem that the state had to solve, right? So mm-hmm. throw them in prison, send them to Australia, what have you, um, or send them to Georgia or whatever. Um, but at some point we decided that that was not worth criminalizing, right? Um, and then in fact yes. protected people with things like bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering, like, what is it? I, I wish I knew the history of this of like what is the thing that changed our minds about that that where China has has decided, like, nope, this note, we're very comfortable punishing people for getting into debt and skipping out on loans.
0: Well, and maybe it's it it's a maturity thing where mm. we've been doing it for a while where um you know the whole thing with having a credit score, or social credit score, is a relatively new thing in China. Mm-hmm. Of and so maybe what they're trying to do is is teach the right behaviors where um, you know we used to have debtors, prisons and all that back in the day where this is a modern day version of that.
1: Ah, yeah, no, I guess that's right. I guess that could be yeah. right.
0: Yeah. And also compare that now to like the amount of debt, you know, the average American has and student loan debt and, mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, how much of our economy is built on top of debt as well, that if
1: all that debt got called it would just be a mess as we as we discovered in 2008 (laughs) yes exactly yeah yeah right right
0: and and do you want to so then do you if you and right now is it sort of um you know if you reduce the amount the number of people that can get loans that have poor credit scores then you know that's would that hurt the economy as it's built right now and cause it to slow down which would Lead to this self-perpetuating cycle of, you know, more people losing jobs right. because they're, you know, and then it's just uh, a vicious cycle.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's a, so you're characterizing this now as like this isn't just uh, state intervention in personal matters for its own sake. This is actually part of their financial security strategy is to make sure that they don't uh, is that they don't have a population that is relatively new to kind of common new to kind of modern debt instruments or credit instruments. And they want to make sure that, uh, they want to make sure the whole thing doesn't rot from the inside, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Right.
1: Right. Yep. Interesting.
0: Yeah. But that's not the only thing uh, that's showing up on billboards. So in China, Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. we got jaywalkers. So I I guess (laughs) jaywalking is a problem as well Mm -hmm. where, um, yeah, what they would do is they're they're using uh facial recognition technology uh to uh identify jaywalkers and then put them up on billboards and uh in addition to putting them on the billboards, they would send them a text message and also uh send them a fine.
1: Wow. We got You got to have a really pernicious jaywalking problem to go to that go to those lengths, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it also, they ding your uh,
1: social credit score, too. <laughs> Seriously. I that. I mean, how big a jaywalking problem do you need to to do something like that? I mean, it's got to be, I mean, that's bananas, right? That seems like. Well,
0: yeah. Have, have you been to China?
1: I haven't. I haven't. I'll admit, I haven't.
0: Yeah, I have. There's There are a lot of people in China. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. Show
1: title. You just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: No, but what's the saying? If you're one in a million, there are a thousand people in China just like you. Um, <laughs> right. But the the thing there is, um, like when I was in Beijing, it is it is just as crazy as you can imagine with people all over the streets and zooming in and out, and you know the like with with the cars and everything, and and you try to you know I can imagine somebody jaywalking can get just run over. Um, just because of traffic and stuff like that. So maybe that's that's the thing is the, you know, the, the toll on society of like whether it's hospitals and, and first responders and, and police, if somebody gets run over and then the cost of that person getting run over, um, you know, maybe they're trying to uh, stop that from uh, becoming a bigger problem, right. uh, especially in the densely popla- populated areas.
1: Right, right, right. That makes sense. I guess that makes yeah. sense.
0: Or the other thing
1: is, is, did you ever hear of the broken windows theory? Sure, sure. That yeah. was, uh, what was it, Carrick, not Carrick. What was his name? The In uh, New York. Rudy Giuliani. Well, it was Giuliani. I was trying to remember the name of the police commissioner, but um, uh, Bratton? Anyway, yeah, broken windows guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, first introduced uh, in 1982, social scientists James Q. Wilson and George L. Kelling. Uh, by william Bratton ding ding mm-hmm. um and Rudy Giuliani, very good there we go yeah. um but yeah so and that 's that 's the thing I wonder too that it, that maybe by enforcing like really coming down on the more petty crimes it 's uh the part of this broken windows theory that um people will uh not do the more serious crimes
1: right, right the idea that is that you 're if you feel like you're living in a lawless environment, then you are more likely to com- to commit a crime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think other, I think the broken windows theory has been debunked since, I mean, I, I think people attribute the reduction in crime in New York, less to broken windows than the broken windows policy, than, uh, actual economic growth. And that people mm. like the economy was actually doing pretty well. And so there was less need to commit crimes. um, and then also broken windows theory. Well, anyway, this isn't a show about broken windows theory, but broken windows theory is problematic as they say, um, because it gives a fairly long leash to some pretty nasty police behaviors, um, right. All in the name of, of creating a lawful environment. Right. Um,
0: right. Yeah.
1: Much more authoritarian, right. Stop and yes. frisk and all this other stuff. But anyway, but that wasn't your point. Your point was, this is a little bit what happens if you have a panopticon and you want to follow the broken windows theory, uh, you can do stuff like put jaywalkers up on a billboard.
0: Yeah. And if, and it's like, Oh, well, if we're going to get you for jaywalking, think of what we're going to do for something a little bit more serious.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to do a lot for social harmony is yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. But, um, that's not the only place that, uh, they're using facial recognition. Hmm. Yeah, so they are um, also using that in classrooms uh, to monitor student attention in class.
1: Man. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah. Th- it, take a look at the show notes. There, the uh, the tweet images. Um, they're pretty. Uh, get All your right. reaction. All get right. your take on that. And while okay. while you're looking at that, um, yeah. So I'll give you some background here. Um, wow. Yeah. So they, they put three cameras positioned above the blackboard. And um, one of the students said, um, here's a quote from the student. Um, Previously, when I had classes that I didn't like very much, I would be lazy and maybe take naps on the desk or flick through other textbooks. But I don't dare be distracted since the cameras were installed in the classrooms. It's like a pair of mystery eyes are always or are. It's like a pair of mystery eyes are all constantly watching me.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing at how awful that is. Uh, He's sold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the mystery eyes. I yeah. can't get. I can't get enough of these unblinking eyes. Some watching me learn.
0: Yeah, they're they're benevolent. Yeah, <laughs> benevolent gaze to make sure you're learning. Yes.
1: Although I like, and I like the, I'm looking at these photos here and they've got like a sentiment analysis. So the teacher can actually, uh, there's little like kind of emoji for like yes. angry, attentive, happy, uh, sleeping, what have you. And it's got a little count next to it. So 126 are happy, 11 are angry, uh, and yes. so on. Um, it, so i'll I'll go ahead and ask the question uh why does the teacher need an AI and facial recognition to know this <laughs> Can't yeah, well, be. Does, yeah, like,
0: well and is that the purpose or is it mm-hmm. a way to measure the teacher?
1: Yes, it could be a way to measure the teacher and also as a happy secondary effect like it inures people to this you know constant surveillance right
0: and constant happiness
1: well, that's right, that's right, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, talk about teaching to the test. You have, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and in related news, if you want to try this at home, um, there's a Chrome extension that you can get. It's called Face Pause. Mm-hmm. That um, as you're watching a YouTube video, the moment you look away from the YouTube video, it will pause for you. It'll pause the video until you look back. Wow, cool. Yeah. And it uses the, uh, face detector API that has Mm -hmm. been in Chrome since version 56.
1: Wow. It makes me think that actually this now, um, now I'm, now I can draw a line between this, uh, kind of facial recognition kind of sentiment analysis stuff and the iOS 12, uh, uh, kind of app accounting feature. Um, Mm -hmm. and so if they could now overlay okay yes i spent x amount of time in messaging and x amount of time in productivity apps and x amount of time in games and actually line that up to my sentiment mm-hmm. i that i mean I, that actually sounds interesting to me i would love to know uh what my perceived was i paying attention was i not paying attention was i happy was i not happy i need the right. i basically i want my phone to tell me how i'm feeling that's that's right yeah,
0: yeah you're using twitter and you're not happy right <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um and and the other thing in China that they're doing is that they're they're doing more than just uh measuring uh facial recognition. Um they're actually um using um brain reading technology uh to d- detect emotional states on employees and production lines, uh the military and uh at the helm of high-speed trains.
1: So this is a li- so this is it's what we were talking about this it's a little bit like having uh like telemetry coming off of somebody's brain right mm-hmm. um yeah. and so is this and and we weren't sure like is this something is this designed so that someone can intervene in the moment if something is going the right way or the wrong way or is this just like when the train crashes yeah, yeah 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 exactly <laughs> right 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 you know is this like is is this like the system is built so that we could wake up the train conductor if we needed to, or if it, or is it the kind of thing more like a air, you know, like an airplane black box where when the train crashes, we realize, Oh, it's because, uh, this guy was whatever drunk or depressed or what have you. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, is it a way to detect patterns of like, Oh, in the last couple derailments, the pattern on the conductor was such and such. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And we notice this conductor is having this way. So let's, let's have somebody go, give the conductor a hug or wake him up yeah
1: <laughs> i need yeah. an emergency hug on train 316
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so it's like inside the you know conductor hat you wear or police hat or military hat you wear mm-hmm. um it's a nice little device it's tucked away inside there concealed it uses lightweight wireless sensors and it mires the wearer's brain waves and streams data to computers that use ai algorithms uh, to detect uh, emotional spikes in, uh, such as depression, anxiety, or rage.
1: My favorite thing about this is the, is the quotes uh, in the article kind of endorsing the system. And so in this case, there's a, uh, um, I think someone from uh, the Zhejiang Electric Power Company, they said, uh, they thought we could read their mind. "'This caused some discomfort and resistance in the beginning,' she said. "'But after a while, they got used to the device. "'It looked and felt just like a safety helmet. "'They wore it all day at work.'" <laughs>
0: oh, nice! Yeah, that's all right.
1: They got yeah. used to it. <laughs> they got used to it. And then, and then the uh, and then the other testimonial is uh, it has significantly reduced the number of mistakes made by our workers because of improved understanding between employees and the company. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> that's not ominous <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah that's a improved understanding. That that phrase is doing a lot of work in that sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, and then it says that uh, um, that they want to do this to increase competitive. Increase competitiveness in its manufacturing industry, and also to mainsta- maintain social stability.
1: Maintain social stability. There we have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is really something else. It's hard to imagine, Dave, that having even having a perfect image of all of your employees' brains and their emotional dispositions at a given time, it's hard to imagine uh, actually being able having that be actionable like, in any in any immediate individual way. Like, I, I can understand, like you're saying, like, longitudinal studies, right? Like, understanding, like, if we make the conveyor belt go this way, you know, the amount of cortisol in everyone's brain goes up, or, you know, I can imagine mm-hmm. measuring stuff like that. That, that. that makes sense to me. That's just a, um, that's like a time and motion study, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think the thing that would make this creepy is being able to, like, zero in on an individual and be monitoring it on an individual basis. And... That actually seems less useful than the longitudinal stuff, right?
0: I don't know. What about like a soldier in a foxhole and, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole show me your war face? You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, like you, like if you have somebody that uh, uh, a lot of people applying to be special operators Mm -hmm. um, and – they're wearing these things, and you could weed out the people that are anxious, or um, right. you really want to find the ones that can turn their rage
1: on right away. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you could do it like I, I only want the pure sociopaths, right? The, right? Yeah, that's right. Or if somebody is like kind of insufficiently murderous, you could put them on a billboard. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You're, you're slacking, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. amazing, amazing. And so, who needs Black Mirror? I mean, we're uh, apparently we're, we're living this every day.
0: Yeah, there's no shortage of content for, for that show. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing.
1: Yep. I wonder if there's a podcast in China right now with uh, two Chinese guys in the IT industry <laughs> talking about like some banana noodles uh, U.S. research or like mm-hmm. you know some newfangled gadget being developed here, and them kind of having a good chuckle about it.
0: There are probably at least a thousand. Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, let's let's do. I got some palate cleansers. Do you want to? I'm ready. Get yeah. away from China for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's right. So it's it's almost related, and it's almost a palate cleanser. Um, so there is there's been some research where. Um, scientists have been able to transfer memory between two sea slugs.
1: Whoa.
0: Yes. Yeah. So imagine you got uh, two sea slugs, and and if you're not familiar with uh, sea slugs, they have this little um, siphon that they can extend from a protective pouch, I guess, to, like, poke around and things like that. And if whenever it's out, they had one sea slug in – you know, far away that they would like poke at the the siphon Mm -hmm. and to basically condition it to, um, basically whenever the, the, you know, to, to not bring it siphon out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what they, so they conditioned it and then they removed, uh, some of the RNA from the cells of that animal and then injected them into the cells of another sea slug that hasn't been conditioned and it picked up the exact same behavior. Whoa.
1: That's amazing. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay, so this gets us towards, this gets us on the other arc that we're on. So there's one arc that is bending towards Minority Report, and mm-hmm. there's another arc that is bending towards Vanilla Sky. <laughs> and and here we're on the Vanilla Sky arc, right? Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I saw that. Go ahead, check it out, get some sea slugs, try it at home, report back, let us know what you think. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna try um, it on I'm gonna try it on Rosie. What do you think, Rose? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then um the other thing that's uh, almost related and almost a palate cleanser is uh researchers are keeping pig brains alive outside the body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Didn't we already decide this was a bad idea? Isn't yeah, that there... <laughs> I mean,
0: there's, there's been like, enough. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen the movies. Um,
1: there's a, there's B movies abound that tell us what a terrible idea this is. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: the the brain and the jar and yeah. all that stuff and everything. Um, yeah. So they, uh, so what they did was they they restored circulation, uh, to the brains of decapitated pigs and kept the reanimated organs alive for as long as 36 hours. Wow. Yeah. And, um, So uh, they experimented between 100 and 200 pig brains obtained from a slaughterhouse, restoring their circulation using a system of pumps, heaters, and bags of artificial blood, warm to body temperature. Um, There was no evidence that the disembodied pig brains regained consciousness. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So, yeah. So um, they... uh, uh, they already asked them uh, if it could have medical uses, and they said disembodied human brains could become guinea pigs for testing exotic cancer cures and speculative Alzheimer's treatments too dangerous to try on the living. Um, the, the setup, jokingly dubbed the brain in the bucket, would quickly <laughs> raise serious ethical and legal concerns if it were tried on a human. No kidding. For instance, yeah, if a person's brain were reanimated outside the body, would that person awake – in what would amount to be the ultimate sensory deprivation chamber without ears, eyes, or a way to communicate. Would someone retain memories of, uh, an identity and legal rights and could researchers ethically dissect or dispose of such a brain? <laughs> oh
1: God. Oh, what a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we just recently watched, uh, the brain that wouldn't die. Did you ever see that movie? No, I haven't. No. Oh, it's on YouTube. Um, um, in in its full uh, uh full length where it 's basically uh, a you know mad scientist has a girlfriend they go up to uh, the mad scientist's cabin they have a car accident um he cuts the girl 's head off puts her in a cake pan and uh tries to look for a uh, a, a female to uh, to be the body uh to pop the head of the girlfriend back on uh, to back uh, on top of sure like you do. Right, that's what you do. Yeah, it, it's basically it's a love story. <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, wow. Uh, okay, that's yeah, that's horrifying. That's horrifying. I yeah. just the idea, the idea that you could uh, like, you ever seen the movie uh, Johnny Got His Gun or read the book? No, it's about a uh, World War One soldier who. Uh, oh, that's the Metallica song. And the Metallica song, yeah, exactly. Right. There's the yeah. Metallica video about this. Um, yeah, horrifying. Uh, the yeah. idea that you'd have, a, uh, you would have consciousness and awareness, um, but not have any sensory input, uh, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. Makes me creeps. All right. Palette cleanser indeed, Dave. Yeah, kinda. <laughs>
0: yeah. So now, now it's time for everybody to uh, break into discussion groups and, uh, <laughs> yep. I need to go
1: watch uh, some hard drives defrag for a while. <laughs> just, just...
0: Yeah. Put a blanket over your head. Yeah. And, uh, just <laughs> rock back and forth. Right? Just go to a very safe place. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, so Dave, if, uh, if folks want to uh, learn more uh, about the brain in a bucket or yep. uh, the uh, Chinese uh, surveillance regime, uh, what website should they go visit?
0: Uh, DGShow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner,
1: show.org. Nice. uh Thanks, Dave.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.
1: Thanks, everyone.